Hello, everyone, and welcome to New Consciousness Review. I'm Miriam Knight, and our guest today is Rashmi Kilnani. She's an internationally known healer, teacher, lecturer, author, artist, and television personality. She's in the forefront of bringing into the current idiom the ancient mystery school teachings of Egypt, India, Tibet, China, and the Essenes, and making these wisdom teachings simple and accessible to people at all levels of their soul's journey. She has appeared on numerous national and international radio and television shows, and she is the executive producer of a new documentary film, I, God. Rashmi is the author of the best-selling The Divine Mother Speaks, The Healing of the Human Heart, and also Buddha Speaks to the Buddha Nature Within. Today, we will discuss her latest book, Shiva Speaks, Conversations with Maha Avatar Babaji. Welcome, Rashmi. Thank you so much, Miriam. It's so wonderful to connect to you. And you are in uh, Oregon. We are. We're in Portland, Oregon. And you're speaking to us from Virginia, but you are a citizen of the world. Uh, I'm speaking to you from the, my beloved Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> now, you established a very successful global business network with your former husband, and yet you left that life of luxury some 15 years ago to devote yourself to studying, healing, and teaching. Tell us what made you decide to do that. It, it was a little while before that, actually. I was about 32 or 33 years old, and I had the world at my feet, and I had homes all across the globe, and we were big distributors for General Motors um, diesel engines and locomotives and many forms of earth-moving equipment. And I realized there was more to life than what you know most people realize when they're 80 and have achieved out, outly, you know, um, worldly success is what I mean. So I um, began to meditate, and uh, that changed my life forever. And I wanted to leave my kingdom of homes and uh, uh, go into the within and discover the inner world and peace and teach meditation. Hmm. Now, you were born in India, but you have a deep connection to Egypt and the goddess Hathor. Does she embody the divine mother energy? Yes, uh, the, the divine mother energy is in all goddess energy. So they're pretty synonymous, actually. And um, uh, when I was a little girl in Egypt, I was conceived in Egypt, and my mother only went back to India because she was vegetarian, and so she had the babies in India. And when my first memories are airports. So when I got back to Egypt, I, 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 I was um, seeing the goddess Hathor in the sky and talking to this cow in the sky in Zamalik, my mother told me, when I was a baby, and later... Uh, various psychics and channels told me that that was the goddess Hathor. So my connection went back right to babyhood. And I think I came down from the Hathor realms and the realms of Venus uh, to help in the uh, golden age on Earth here now and my own path. And uh, I know it sounds crazy. Hmm. Now, you, you, your latest book... Uh, is channeling Babaji, and Baba is the Indian word for father, is it not? That's right. So Babaji is uh, the simple father, Bhole Baba, and there are many Babajis in India, many, many gurus, but this is the guru of gurus. This is Maha Avatar Babaji 1008 Herakan Baba. Uh, he was mentioned in Autobiography of a Yogi. He is the guru of gurus. He's the guru of the lineage of um, Yogananda gurus, and also he taught Jesus, Moses, 
Elijah and is the immortal Christ Yogi, uh, ascended master that will take all seven billion humans, hopefully, into Christ consciousness, which is unity consciousness on earth. Hmm. So, what what is the connection between Shiva, Babaji, all these other forms, and you also say in your book that he is a reflection of one's own soul. Put that into context for me. Um, we have the Atma in Sanskrit, which is the soul, and we have Paramatma, which is the oversoul, the oneness, the all that is, call it God, Goddess, energies. And within these energies of source, um, we have the archetypal energy of the Divine Mother, the primordial creative energy of the universe within the manifest but we also have the unmanifest from which the manifest springs forth. So within the manifest, we have many flavors and colors and aspects and archetypal uh, primordial energies of divine, you know, creator source. And so you have the divine father energy, the divine mother energy. You have um, the elements, the five sacred elements. You have many, many different energies that form the oneness. Mm-hmm. Does that help? once you say oneness, that kind of pulls it all together. That's right. So um, the thing is that, you know, within Babaji is the Divine Mother and the Divine Father. And uh, I have been channeling many beings for many years because uh, I was initiated into many streams of energy mastery and, and, I'm, and I'm one of the top Reiki energy teachers on the planet. So some of us go on to studying much further uh, and these teachings encompass the universal life force energies, encompassing the mystery schools of many, many denominations on earth, uh, such as going back to Kuan Yin and going back to Jesus and Mary and Melchizedek and St. Michael, and we can go on and on. Mm-hmm. So, but Babaji uh, is, is, is really, you know, I call him like my friend, boss, um, you know, main person I work for because he is in charge of this ascension process in a way that there are many other beings and aspects of the divine that are as well, such as Metatron and Saint Germain and so on. So that's why he impulsed me to first channel the Divine Mother Speaks. And uh, the Buddha Speaks was actually a request from my publisher, Robert Friedman, who's also the publisher of Neil Donald Walsh and has published uh, Richard Bach and Barbara Han Clough. He's a pioneer. And I was asked to come to the States and help him facilitate the, uh, you know, raising the heart vibration even of the spiritual leaders of America somehow. And it was a crazy plan, but uh, some of it has happened. I forget what the quote is, something to the effect that um, only crazy people actually will make a difference in the planet. <laughs> Not quite that, but close. So tell me about this channeling process that you do. How does it work? Well, it's not a doing thing. It's a being thing. It's an emptying to receive. In the Egyptian mystery school, we call it the Nephthys energy. Uh, It's the black hole energy. It's the void energy. It's the nothingness energy from which all manifest energy manifests. So... When we meditate, we go into that gap between thoughts, the void energy. And um, so when you empty, then you, you can start channeling different uh, aspects of all that is because you become all that is. And in that gap in meditation, we all go to the same space, would you not say? So um, 
uh, I have a gift where I'm able now, through many, many uh, years in this lifetime and many lifetimes of being on a spiritual path, meditating and initiating and becoming a teacher, which uh, is then initiating others into the order of Melchizedek and so on, which is just a reinitiation because Melchizedek is a high, very high ministry of uh, healers. And if you are one, then you are always one. Jesus was 33rd degree of the order of Melchizedek. Uh, so when you, when, you do the, when you go through these um, spiritual practices and the path, you go deeper and deeper within. And then the siddhis in Sanskrit, which are the gifts, spiritual gifts are given to people as long as the ego doesn't get involved. And if it does, then, it, then they get taken away because it's not about duality and competition and divide and rule and power without uh, the balance of humility and uh, serving all that is. So mm. in that space, what happens is uh, we create a sacred space, and I usually have my energy master friend who's also been on a strong Babaji path. Um, we create a meditation, chanting, a sacred space. And then without actually going into any kind of altered, it's not like my voice changes or anything much. Sometimes it does, but I'm pretty conscious I'm able to uh, ask questions and step down the energy, uh, and then I'm able to change the uh, uh, translate the energy very quickly into words. So one of my gifts since I was little, because I'm a part of this Hathor beings, they're 13-dimensional beings, and Tom Kenyon has written a book called uh, um, The Hathor Material, which is really powerful. So um, it, it, it's, it's healing through sound, and so I'm able to heal through my voice. That's why when I do radio shows, People that are heartfelt and ready and wish to receive healing will receive healing beyond just the words. And same with the books. Um, it contains the living light energy behind the words to shift people within free will. That's interesting. When you speak of sound healing, one usually thinks of, you know, vocalized sounds. And yet, of course, the voice is vibration and the, the, the words and the meaning are vibration. Yes. Now, your voice is, uh, you know, very powerfully... Uh, clear and uh, that's why you have this show and uh, you're able to reach many people um, so it's not just a beautiful voice you too have this gift you see that's why you're doing what you what you're doing aha <laughs> channeling for you a little bit there. <laughs> you know we we tend to speak in very kind of metaphysical and esoteric levels about this work. And yet when I read your book, the messages of Babaji are so down to earth and so so, if you will, human. Um I was particularly drawn to to some of his wonderfully wise teachings about love. He reminds us that there's no saint without a past and no sinner without a future. I just loved that. And also I love that he suggested that if we cannot praise every soul that crosses our path, we should just allow them to pass out of our lives. <laughs> yes. Don't get hung up on it. It's so simple. I, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. What, what we're... Some, how, how did your relationship with Babaji develop? I mean, you, you, you have this almost joking relationship with him. He's, he's such an amazingly funny person, a being. You know, it's not a, he's not a he or a she. In the book, it's all explained that Babaji is beyond the mind 
and is a, is a, is a, you know, is Om Namah Shivaya, which means I love myself, I honor myself, God, Goddess, dwell within me as me. And everybody is Shiva. Every, every, everybody I meet now has become Babaji. Um, in, 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 in a sense of, you know, it's the oneness, but then the personality selves of each one may not be that pure as the emanation directly from source. So the Maha Avataric energy uh, is where all that is comes down as a body to serve for a while or to raise consciousness. Whereas a guru is someone who's a human being, like the Buddha was a human being, and they became enlightened as a human. Whereas the avatar, Babaji, was not born of a woman. He just manifested in a cave at the age of 18, um, uh, as an 18-year-old youth, and was meditating in this cave in Herakan, where I've been. So I'm really excited about this book because I, I go into my story with Babaji, and many of the previous books on Babaji that are there are, are all about uh, uh, devotees that met him in the body. But in this lifetime, even though I was in India while he was alive for those seven or eight years, I did not meet him in the body. And I find that when I meet the saints and beings that I meet transcendentally in the body, I almost actually lose that deep connection with them. I don't know if that makes sense to you. But uh, uh, Expand met, on that. When I met Sachi Sai Baba, then the connection I had when I used to see him transcendentally in my studio be reduced a little bit. But uh, with Babaji, you know, I've, I've seen him in my studio so many times appear to me in a kind of light body and, um, you know, give me miracle after miracle. And I've been connected to him for eons, which was channeled by this lady called Rosie, who became my friend and co-channel and my A student, actually. She's been studying with me nonstop for 15 years, and she was a Reiki master when I met her, and I offered her Karuna Reiki mastery for free. So she informed me that I had known Babaji for eons, and, and my mother taught me the Om Namah Shivaya mantra when I was little, so, but, uh, it, you know, the, and then I met Leonard Orr, uh, just after having, you know, breast cancer six or seven years ago, which again, I took on because I asked Babaji to step up my path and he brought everything in my life to zero, including my health, because I never really understood what it was to be a human before that. I used to say, whoever's got cancer, give it to me, I'll transmute it or I'll help in transmuting. And then I realized I'm also a human. So there was a big gift in it. And plus, I was able to take Reiki into the hospitals and uh, and show people that, you know, we can transmute all the pollution we've done to the earth and to our bodies. You know, it's interesting. I just got a, a book by another a, a friend of mine here in Portland who got cancer. She She's an intuitive, got cancer. This is Sarah Wiseman. And... Um, once she went into the space that you're describing, she was able to transmute it. So well, for me, it was a total gift. And in German, gift, gifting means poison, actually. So Babaji said, you will have eight initiations, and I want you to be cut twice, even though we knew the second time I didn't need the second operation. And I was seeing major healers like Matthew Manning, one of the most researched healers on the planet, who's my friend, and Stephen Churoff, who's a major psychic surgeon. I was a psychic surgeon myself and teaching Reiki masters across the globe. And it was almost like I took it all on to, to have these initiations because he said the earth has been cut, it's been radiated, it's been chem chemicalized, and so on. And you will take all this on and then you will transmute it. And you will show the humility as an alternative teacher and practitioner of multiple modalities that you are able to uh, embrace the allopathic route as well. 
Um, mm. So I don't recommend that for everybody, and I don't even agree with a lot with what's happening with cancer and all that and on the planet. But um, you know, it, it, it's important to read this book because it's just such a big story, and even in the book, it's just glimpses of the story. But uh, Babaji is just incredible because straight after that. I had barely finished with the chemo. I was still teaching in hospital. I was healing people in hospital. I went to Sweden on a wheelchair to teach in the middle of chemo. And then he said, you know, with a chemo face in which people, I just put a picture on Facebook and everybody loves it, of me in Bali. I didn't look ill at all. I mean, I looked like I was going to San Tropez rather than a hospital. <laughs> and uh, and I, I was invited to America to uh, by Babaji to start the work. And that was to make TV shows and New York with Alan Steinfield and all those guys uh, on Babaji, which happened, you know, five, seven shows in five days. And then he said, now you will channel this book, you will sell your flat. So it's not him telling me. It's like my voice, my, my heart is one wing of the bird and the other wing is this voice within me, which is my higher self, which is synonymous with Babaji. And when the two come together, then I fly and I say yes. And sometimes I say, no, Babaji, go fly a kite, you know, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a, it's not a, you know, it's not a separation thing. It's a oneness thing again. He talks a lot about uh, finding the time and space to be alone, to be silent. Um, and and he sh and and you describe many different ways of going into that space. It doesn't necessarily have to be sitting on a futon and 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 saying Om, does it? Not at all. It's you know being in nature, switching off the gizmos sometimes, um, connecting to our children, you know, uh, connecting to our animals that are silent as well very often, and speak to us in such a deep way. And, and just going within or just becoming the detached witness as we walk, talk, sleep, eat, dream, work. And that is called the Sakshi in Sanskrit. And I spend a lot of my time in solitude. And that people find that very strange because, you know, I'm on the Internet a lot now because of the books and getting the wisdom out there because, you know, it helps people. I'm doing my own radio show called 2013 and Beyond from uh, <clears throat> Fear to Love. And, but I do actually spend a lot of time alone. Well, so many people on the spiritual path feel they have to give and give and give, and yet they don't take the time to recharge their own batteries. You can't give when you're empty yourself, when you're depleted yourself. And I think there's such wisdom in what Babaji says about uh, replenishing your own store of, of inner energy. Absolutely. My first book is a lot about that, uh, The Divine Mother Speaks, The Healing of the Human Heart. It's a, it's a handbook for all healers, teachers, uh, leaders out there, because it's so simple and sometimes we forget that it's like the infinity symbol and you really do have to first, you know, work on your own healing, your own shadow. I mean, you know, everybody wants to fix everything and heal everybody on the outside, but I've spent the last 10 months um, the mission in London was to hold energy and frequency as the changes are happening. You know, there's intense changes happening in Europe now. and uh, But also, uh, uh, you know, to go within and to be quiet and to look at my own shadow, whatever, whatever else is coming up. Because another layer always comes up. This, this looking at one's own shadow is another point that... Uh, Babaji makes so beautifully when he, he talks about 
how human beings have to take responsibility for their lives, their words, their deeds. And uh, you, you have to take responsibility for even the unpretty parts of yourself. And, and just accept that as part of your humanity. Absolutely. Well, it, there are many, many uh, websites of Babaji on, on Facebook and uh, on the Internet, and there are beautiful pictures of him. I mean, he was seriously good-looking. We say Satyam Shivam Sundaram, which means, uh, you know, he, Sundaram means he, he is very all-beautiful as well. So he, he appears in many different bodies, but that particular body of Harakan Babaji was just stunning-looking. And... If you get a picture of him, whether it's that body or previous incarnation or the Kriya Yoga Babaji, it doesn't really matter. And you have that picture next to you. It can really, really help people to connect to their hearts, to connect to simplicity. He teaches truth, simplicity, and love. So uh, all that you have been reading in the book, and you know, I wish in a way that I could have had Babaji's picture on the front cover. But in the end, uh, I think it was Babaji's idea as well that he be represented as Shiva. Because even though all the Babaji devotees, millions of them across the globe, and the ones that are waking up to this energy that is here just to facilitate, it's our own energy. Babaji says, I'm nothing, I'm no one, I'm nowhere. And don't, you know, you don't even have to follow me as such. Just follow your own inner heart. But, you know, it's, it's, it's very useful to have a ladder, isn't it, Miriam, at this mm-hmm. time of colossal change and uh, challenge on the planet as we move into the new. I believe that you have a, a, a little meditation that you share with people about Babaji's energy of truth, simplicity and love. Would you, would you care to share that with us? Um, you mean just to bring, it, uh, bring in some energy of Babaji now for the radio show? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so, um, uh, all right. So let's just take a deep breath in and a long breath out. And let's uh, connect to our pranic tube. So if we were to go into chin mudra, which is connecting the thumb and the um, index finger together, you get this uh, diameter of the pranic tube, and it connects all the chakras, so connecting from the heart now to the root, to the center of Mother Earth, we'll chant Om and ground. Breathe in deep. Send the love and gratitude for all that we are and all that we have and our manifest world and our bodies to the mother, from the heart to the center of the earth. Breathe in deep. And then receive the nourishment, the, 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 the support, the grounding, the energy of the Divine Mother, the, the energy of Gaia. And the groundedness, you know, without groundedness, we can't have flow, we can't have manifestation, none of it. So being a a spiritual space cadet doesn't work anymore. So let's breathe in that energy and feel that prana, reiki, life force energy coming from her heart to our hearts. Breathe in deep. Feel the Divine Mother and Divine Father energies in the heart. And from the heart now, through the pranic tube, up through the crown chakra, connect to the center, uh, the center of source, the galactic center, the cosmic center, the father energies, the heavenly energies. Breathe in deep. Mm. 
expansion. Feel your unlimited being and becoming. Feel your connection to all that is, to many cosmoses, many universes, many realities. Your multidimensional self. Breathe in deep. One more time. Just take a relaxed moment and feel this constant flow through your prana tube of this prana, which is beyond even oxygen. It's beyond even the breath. It's a subtle energy that keeps you alive, that is you, that is your soul energy that continues even after death. And feel that coming through the pranic tube from earth and heaven into your heart. So feel the Divine Father, Divine Mother energies, the male-female energies, the being and the doing energies, the right and the left hemispheres of the brain, um, the creative, intuitive and the logical, the intelligent, coming together in a deep alchemy in your heart. And now we're going to surround ourselves with a golden bubble of light and protection. We're going to breathe in heaven and earth, and on an out-breath we're going to open the thousand, thousand petal lotus of your hearts within free will, and on push and pull, just observe how much it wishes to open. Breathe in deep. Feel your heart opening, just observe. How open does this flower want to open? Breathe in heaven and earth, on an in-breath and then open. Peace within, peace without, peace to all beings everywhere. This is a practice that will help many to stabilize in chaos, to ground and connect, to balance, divine balance, divine balance, divine balance. To come into that amazing temple of the within, which is ultimately the void energy. And within this void temple can flower this amazing heart energy, the electromagnetic energy of your soul, of the oversoul, of all that is within you. And when you create these magical spaces, then your heart will speak to you very subtly and softly as a knowingness, an intuition, a feeling, a vision, or something. So into this heart space now, let's bring in the Maha Mantra, Om Namah Shivaya, Om the primordial sound of the universe, Namaha, invocation of Shivaya, all that is within me. Divine Mother, Father energies within me. The oneness, the Christ consciousness within me. The honoring of all that is within me and from within to the without. I love myself. Breathe in deep. Hold your hearts gently if you can. I honor myself. God, Goddess, dwell within me as me. Om Namah Shivaya. Om Namah Shivaya. Om, Om Namah Shivaya. Bole Baba Kije. Bole Baba Kije. Bole Baba Kije. Hail to the simple Father. Truth, simplicity, and love. Amen. Amen. Now, in addition to advocating peace and love, 
Babaji is also advocating that we become spiritual warriors and we display courage and fearlessness. Tell us about that thrust of his teachings. Well, to be on the Shiva path uh, involves a deep, deep sense of courage because it's about matching the thought with the word, with the deed, which is mentioned so many times in Shiva Speaks Conversations with Mahavatar Babaji, which you can get on Nook or Kindle. It's an e-book at the moment. Uh, it'll come out next year. So it, it's very much about this energy of, you know, having the courage to, to, to speak your truth, to be your truth, even if you do stand alone. Because, you know, it took one Babaji to shift the universe. It took one Buddha, one Jesus, one Mahatma Gandhi, you know, one Nelson Mandela. So we don't have to just be sheep-like. And that's what's happening on the planet right now, isn't it? Uh, everybody's waking up to their own inner power. And uh, uh, this courage of the heart is just extremely important. And he helps with that a lot if you just ask him. So if you ask him to help people with the energy of simplicity, which is crucial to the path, he will, the energy of courage, or you can invoke Durga Mata, who's the Indian goddess, or the tiger, or uh, Archangel Michael, any aspect of the divine that will help you to connect to your own inner courage. What do you believe that your mission is as a voice for Babaji? Well, I feel that I came to this earth to, uh, to uh, hold the frequency of the heart. And that's why the goddess Hathor is very much about the heart energy. And Babaji loves and honors all parts. He is all that is. So within that energy, everything is included. And uh, especially the heart energy. So once again, the Divine Mother and the Divine Father energies are very heartfelt. And when they used to bathe Babaji in the river, sometimes he had... He was a man and sometimes he was a woman. So we are all Advaita, which means the soul is neither male nor female. And many times when people leave this, this plane, they, they're quite amazed that they, you know, that they don't have a particular sex and they, they find that a bit strange initially when they pass over. So um, I feel that the mission is very much uh, to, to, to be, hold uh, uh, this frequency of love, light and courage of the heart and to carry that forward as an ambassadress of the raising of consciousness across the globe and to make Babaji's teachings available to people of all denominations, which is why I chose to be a Reiki teacher as opposed to a teacher of any particular religion or spiritual sect because it's non-denominational. And so is Babaji. Do you think that some of his teachings are more critical at this time than others? Um... Simplicity, I feel, is crucial, and so is love. Um, and um, it, it, the, the book is very much an update on, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little bit of a longer subject because the whole of the book is asking for the update on the teachings and where, you know, how far even his long-term devotees have come with that because the Western mind tends to make things quite intellectual and he wants us to be experiential in the understanding and simple, and practice it, not just talk about it and say, I know it, and I've read the Vedas, and I, you know, as he says, you know, if you meditate all day for 13 years, it's not the same thing as helping somebody. Mm -hmm. It's useless if you don't help people. I mean, I've been in spiritual groups that are connected to Babaji where they won't share their food. I was in Sierraville, and I didn't have a car, and they wouldn't share their food with me. 
So that, that doesn't mean anything then, does it? It doesn't matter how much purification they're practicing. If people are kind, then whether they believe in God or not, that is the ultimate, is the kindness and the love we show towards each other. That's what he talks about now as being crucial, is this cooperation and celebration of the oneness uh, where we help each other and cooperate and love each other. It, it seems to all come down to that same golden rule that is found in just about every spiritual tradition. Absolutely. And he, he, he very much had people of every tradition come to him and uh, he celebrated all of it. All of it was celebrated. Christmas was celebrated. Diwali was celebrated. Uh, every denomination was celebrated. So it's, it's just not religious. None of the three books uh, are actually uh, religious books at all. They're all to do with energy and uh, uh, mainly the energy of love, which many seem to understand as just romantic love, but that's not what it is. It, 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 is, it is just it's an experiential understanding of all that is, and it's uh, very much encapsulated in, in these books because it, these books contain the energy of behind, behind the words. And mm -hmm. so do video shows that I participate in because I never think about what I'm going to say or even I never think the answer to any of the questions you're asking me I just allow uh, the void to um, bring forth the words and if people just listen literally to the words then they will miss the boat even with the book but you keep saying as, as do I to my students and various people that wish to have healing that please you know, feel, use your feeling body. And that's what for 26,000 years in the dark cycle we were disconnected from. So it's really time now to have the courage to connect to the feeling body, to the intuition. And that is what will take us forward because don't blindly follow anybody, not even Babaji. You know, sometimes Babaji tests us uh, to see whether we are discerning as well. It's not just blind faith. Oh, I love that. I love that. Absolutely. Discernment is is crucial as and discernment really is trusting what you're talking about, the feeling, your gut instinct. That's um, it. And it's not judgmental because the judgment will you know, is a closed mind and a closed heart. And a closed mind and a closed heart isn't gonna learn anything. If we say, you know, I already know it all and, and I've met many, many spiritual so called people that, you know, they're not in the zone because they're too full of what they know, you know. It's all about this emptying process because the new is coming, but the new if the glass is full of champagne, we can't fill it with um, holy nectar. Uh, we, <laughs> we need to empty. My mother's name is Amrit, which means holy nectar. So uh, <laughs> There are people who would consider champagne holy nectar, but we won't go into that. Or, or vice versa, if your glass is full of holy nectar and you want champagne, then you've got to empty that. You know, it, it's just like, if you're happy with, with what you have, then, you know, then, 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 you're, then you're okay. But most people at the moment, don't you feel, Miriam, are, are really wanting change. This is the season of change. And Babaji very much talks about the destruction of all that no longer serves and the purification of earth. He calls it Mahakranti. He talked a lot about it in that body in the 70s, Herakan Babaji body. And uh, even now he's very much saying that uh, there will be a collapse of the old to bring in the new. But the new is just so amazing. It's like clinging to old choo-choo toys when, you know, 
you know, multidimensional toys are about to be given to us to play with and to create because we are becoming conscious, co-creative gods, goddesses in the making. And so what do we choose to create as opposed to destroy? You know, obviously that which is not of integrity has to go now because the frequencies won't, uh, are not in harmony with that anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, you are an example of someone who uh, left the material world the, the, of luxury for the world of meaning and service. And I think this is probably the biggest void that people are trying to fill. What is the meaning of their lives? How do they find meaning in their lives? What advice would you give them? Unless you go within, you, you, you can really not know yourself. And in every single spiritual book, you know, whether it's the Bible, Jesus says, know thyself. The kingdom of heaven is within you. That is not, that is not an intellectual thing. That is an actual thing. You know, you have, you have to go within. We feel that our reality happens from the outside to the within. But it happens from the within to the outside. So when we create time for silence, for peace, for nature, for laughter for just creating for the sake of creation, coming out of the rat race, coming out of linear being and doing and incessant busyness, then we then bliss starts happening and creativity happens and we connect to the divine child within and magic happens and synergy and synchronicity. And I don't really feel that I'm, I feel I'm a spiritual princess. So even though I keep jumping off cliff after cliff, leaving relationships, all kinds of things for the part, Somehow the universe supports me 100% because my whole life is the love of the universe, you see? So it, it has to be, doesn't it? It's, it's a law. But you have to trust in that law, and that tends to be the biggest leap that any of us will make in our lives, that, that leap to trust. And that's where courage as well comes in. And uh, one of the things that I am is I, I do dare a lot. You know, I'm born on the day of defiance, 7th of October. And so I'm able to dare and dare and dare some more. And that's one of Babaji's big teachings is go out there and dare and dare to be who you are. And as the book beautifully says, you know, be ordinary in your extraordinariness and be extraordinary in your ordinariness. So, um, yeah, you know, people will be so amazed when they give up clinging to the, to the comfy slippers of the comfort zone. All my radio shows are really about um, getting beyond this comfort zone now. Um, and as, as we take baby steps towards that, we just realize it's easier and easier and it's so magical. But of course, you know, it, it does require courage and a little bit of uh, trust. But as I say, you know, experiment with little things and then as you get stronger with that, then you can, well, you know, you don't have to be dramatic and do what I did. Uh, and, you know, go through invasive cancer as, as, as part of, you know, a journey. Though many of us uh, are the wounded healer because we're in this time of Chiron, which is the wounded healer, which is we wound ourselves to heal ourselves. And, um, you know, physician heal, heal thyself. It's uh, as we heal ourselves, then we, we are able to uh, pass on that energy of love to others. In your life right now, Miriam, what would you say is your greatest challenge? Um, I guess reaching the number of people that I would want to reach with all the wonderful messages like yours that I bring out to the world. 
So uh, uh, you do you I, I do feel you have you have time to uh, to be alone and to be quiet, and that you do make that time to for your own healing journey as well. No, when I'm can tear myself away from the computer, there is always <laughs> more to be done. Yes. So that that is the key. Then you know, the more we go within, then everything starts becoming extremely effortless and easy. And uh, every time I say to Babaji, well, you know, I have the same. I identify with what you're saying. And Babaji says, well, you just be and let me do it all. And, and I can do it better than anybody. <laughs> he's, he is the universe. So, And I find that the more I just, you know, relax and allow and uh, don't get hassled and logical about it, then the more magic happens. And uh, three books have been channeled and gotten out there through mainstream, you know, through mainstream uh a publisher, and I was connected to Neil Donald Walsh to make this film, Icod, and I was behind the camera with all the spiritual leaders of, of America, uh, giving them heart energy, you know, it, it was like beyond words, and all these things just happened because I allowed, I allowed for a space in which they could happen, uh, it wasn't like a push-pull thing or a making happen thing, though sometimes, of course, there is an element of that too, and Babaji talks a lot about karma yoga which is the yoga of action. He says in this age, the yoga of action is very important. So it's not just about sitting around doing nothing, but it's bringing in the mantra while you're washing dishes or doing stuff so that there's not too much of this feeling of I am doing. Um, the second book, The Buddha Speaks, is very much about this disidentification with I am doing because that is what causes a lot of problems is the ego. Mm-hmm. And we're trained to be doing all the time, that we need to be, uh, you know, working. It's the work ethic. That's right. And I think a lot of people now are feeling the change and they're wanting to step out of the systems and they're leaving their jobs and they're leaving their relationships. They're leaving where they lived. And, and the energy within them is just making them change or where they're not changing out of a joy or creativity or allowance, then the shiva energy of destructive making happen is happening as well. So I very much would say to everybody, you know, let's let's heal and enjoy the change through joy, ease, and, and embracement rather than kicking, screaming, and howling through earthquakes and uh, destruction, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So tell us a bit about this film, I God. Has it been released yet? No, unfortunately, it's, it's taking a very long time to, to happen because Neil is quite a busy guy and uh, I think he's finished half the narration. It's all been shot and everything. So hopefully it'll be out. I thought it would be out this year, but hopefully next year because... You know, we've got Deepak, Mariam Williamson, myself, Barbara Marks Hubbard, people off the streets in New York, across the, the globe, and uh, some of the spiritual leaders talking about the five questions to do with God and, you know, heaven and hell and all these things, just to show the oneness in spite of all the different voices. So I think it's a very, very important film, and I do uh, sincerely hope that Babaji will have it completed, you know. But I, I'm doing my best, and that's all I can do, so... I've invested a lot of money in it. I've sold the roof over my head for this thing to happen and for the books to happen. And 99% of what I do is all altruistic work. But um, I still get to be a little bit of a spiritual princess, so <laughs> I, I'm sure that will continue. And if not, 
I'll have, you know, a very majorly designer cardboard house if I do have one. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. A designer cardboard house. Uh, So are are you uh, going around on a book tour at the moment? No, I I don't do that, actually. I don't like driving. That's the one thing I don't do. So... um, Thanks to the radio shows, you know, it all happens on radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And tell us again what your radio show is. Where is it on Blog Talk Radio? Yeah, it's on Blog Talk Radio, and it's called 2013 and Beyond, from, uh, from uh, Fear to Love. And it's also on, I'm, I'm on my Facebook, you know, you can, people can follow me. It's Rashmi Kilnani. I have an author Rashmi Kilnani page and a page for all the books. The Divine Mother Speaks, The Healing of the Human Heart. Buddha Speaks to the Buddha Nature Within. And Shiva Speaks, Conversations with Mahavatar Babaji. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so on Twitter. So, um, and, you know, I, I post a lot of different shows, not just only my own. But, you know, Jim Self and Laura Eisenhower and uh, my friend Helena Lipson. And ma- many, you know, it's just fantastic. I feel that one of my roles and missions was very much to work with some of the leaders. This is not an egotistical thing. Everybody has a different job, you know. And so my job was to teach Reiki masters and others that created centers and took uh, these energies into hospitals and prisons and all over the world. And now I feel my role, the primary role, is with, say, radio show hosts like yourself and other leaders so that, you know, if, if, if there's a shift there, then that gets amplified, doesn't it? Because you're reaching so many people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And isn't the role of of the social media interesting in how it's developed? Absolutely. And the, the only problem is that it is a bit two-dimensional. And sometimes I feel I'm a little bit addicted to it almost because it's so beautiful. And it's this world of beauty and harmony and high vibration that I love that I haven't yet totally been able to manifest in 3D reality yet. But I'm sure that's coming, and that that that's my dream now is, uh, you know, to create a system of heart song, heart dance, and so that we physically meet each other and dance and sing around the fire and uh, celebrate. What, what do you feel about that? I I think that coming together in community is going to be vital in in the coming time. Uh, are you talking about an intentional community or a movement? Tell us about it. Well, I was told by um, some very major channels in this area, because this has got crystalline energy, and they told me, you know, for years that I would create a kind of uh, center that doesn't exist on the planet, because one of my roles in many lifetimes has been to help in the facilitation of golden ages and beauty and harmony. And Babaji says, I am harmony, I am harmony, I am harmony. We are all harmony in our essence. But uh, I met many amazing uh, people here, in these mountains, and many of them have a lot of money and beautiful places and great visions, but, uh, and, and, and there are many centers here like Yogaville and Monroe Institute, and we can go on and on and on, and it's wonderful, but I see something new, and I don't even see it as so 3D, if you know what I mean. I see it like right now I feel in a way that's what's happening in this show between you and I and our listeners and the listeners that will listen on the archives, the energies of healing and love of these mountains, of the mountains where you are, and all that is, is encapsulated. It's beyond literal stuff. But, you know, at some point where we can meet in different places physically, 
or not for all the time, but you know, move around. What, what do you feel? I mean, not just be in one place. Do you know? Does that make sense? Well, actually, uh, this is a vision that I've been kind of incubating for for quite a while. There was a movement uh, at the turn of the century called the Chautauqua movement that started in Chautauqua, New York, and it was a kind of traveling intellectual uh, roadshow before the advent of television. And I was thinking that uh, what we need is a kind of traveling spiritual roadshow. That's it. You know, it's a bit like Tom uh, Leshner. Have you seen him? You know, he does the astrology thing, the Paley Report, and he goes all over the world and sits, you know, in front of some waterfall in different parts of the world. And he just created a festival recently. And then um, there's the other lady, Lilu Mace. Have you heard of her? Yes. She's, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, she goes all over the world. and mm-hmm. So a bit like that, but many more of us meeting physically, you know, uh, in different places and celebrating. And then another well, time in a duck place. Absolutely. I think Babaji has his work cut out for him. <laughs> let's, let's put yeah. it over into his hands. Are you, are you meeting more and more of your soul family? Because this is what, you know, I would really like. Up there in the invisible realms are my greatest friends. You know, all of them, Melchizedek, Saint Germain, you know, all the archangels, all the beings. But in, in, hum, in my, hu, the human side, um, you know, I do, I do feel sometimes it's, it's, it's not so easy. Maybe because we're all just so busy um, serving at the moment just to, to raise the frequency to the point where hopefully we can then meet and celebrate. Mm. Well, I invite any of our listeners with any ideas to contact us. Um, how do they find you, Rashmi? It's uh, com, which I'm sure will be on your program when you put it out there. dot com, And then, as I say, Facebook is a great place to connect to me, to follow me, even if I have too many friends. But I'm trying to have some spaces so new new friends can join as well. And uh, www.reiki-energy-mastery.com. Uh, we've been speaking to Rashmi Kilnani, author of Shiva Speaks, Conversations with Maha Avatar Babaji. Next week, our guest will be Dr. Stephen Bailey, who has just come out with a biography of Dr. Ralph Weiss, who was a pioneer in the field of natural healing, as well as the personal physician to Edgar Casey. I hope you'll visit our website, ncreview.com, where you'll find all the books that we discuss, as well as reviews, interviews, videos, uh, calendar, and lots more. Well, now we're going to close with our track of the week called Joy by Gina Sitoli. The song of joy, celestial music, and the melody of joy is harmony and bliss. Sing the vibration of the medicine flower and open your heart, open your heart, open your heart.
singer-songwriter Gina Citoli, now based in Portland, Oregon. Gina offers an array of dynamic and thought-provoking shows, including an amazing one-woman musical called A Cabaret of Consciousness. You can order and download her music from CD Baby or from her website, thecityoflightproductions.com. Well, that's it for our show for today. I do hope you'll join us next week. Until then, I'm Miriam Knight for New Consciousness Review. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.